Hello and welcome everyone to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We're so glad that you are joining us today. I am Pastor Jay Carlson and I am here with Pastor Megan Torgerson and Pastor Jen Hackbarth. And here on the podcast, we talk about the the scripture texts uh, coming up on Sunday and, and other things going on in the life and ministry of this congregation here at Easter Lutheran. And this Sunday, there is quite a bit going on. Woo! Yeah, this, this Sunday, January 29th, will be Treehouse Sunday at both locations, at the hill and at the lake. Joel, who is the site director for Treehouse, one of our community partners, will be present to speak. And also one of the teens who is part of the program will be speaking there as, as well. I'm excited excited to hear uh, both of them uh, speak on the scripture and also about uh, sharing a little bit about their experience with Treehouse and the great work that they do. It's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to it. And you're doing something special the Wednesday before that, right? Yes. We have Wednesday worship every Wednesday at 545. Um, but this Wednesday is going to be something just a little different from what we usually do. It is. And this all started because we had a service planned before Christmas, right before Christmas on a Wednesday. Uh, called. It was going to be called a Christmas quiet, uh, a service of prayer, quieter prayer for healing and, uh, and especially for people around the holidays who don't feel especially like celebrating, whether it's because of a loss uh, or uh, surgery or an illness or, or anything going on where you don't feel like, um, you know, the, the big celebrations of Christmas. So that was the service that was intended for late December, but then because of weather, no. which uh, seems to be happening a lot on Wednesdays here <laughs> lately, we had to cancel that service. Uh, so we've moved it now and changed it a bit. Uh, it, uh, coming up on Wednesday, it'll still be a quiet service of prayer. There will be opportunity to to receive individual prayers of healing. We'll pray for for healing in our world as well. Uh, and and this one will have the theme light enough for each step. Uh, this kind of uh, following on the the themes of epiphany of God and Christ being being made known and, and God's light shining, uh, especially in Christ. And uh, but also the idea that as we journey through grief or loss or other uh, burdens that we that we carry, we can't always see the ending. We don't know where where the final destination will be, but we can trust that God is present with us every step along the way, giving us what we need, accompanying us along the way too. So we'll pray for that presence, recognize God's presence, and and pray for uh, a fuller awareness of of God's healing presence in our lives too. So it's a good week for worship between the yeah. for each step on Wednesday and Treehouse Sunday on Sunday. Lots of good things going on. Uh, I think there is at least one thing that is a little more a little more sad. Oh, I'm glad you said sad. I don't know. Celebratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sunday. Fine. I can pretend I'm sad. Sunday the 29th will be Treehouse Sunday, and also my last Sunday here. So I'll be sad to to say farewell to this congregation. I've really enjoyed working with you both, and uh, just working with this congregation, worshiping, and getting to know 
the staff and members here at Easter. It's a great place, a really great church. And we've been happy to have you, Pastor yeah. Jay. It's been wonderful to have you as a colleague and uh, as part of the ministry here at Easter. So I really will be sad to see you go. I, folks, uh, you, you don't always get to see what goes on behind the scenes before we hit record on this, but um, I, I can be a little hard on, on Pastor Jay. <laughs> uh, but I really, I I really will miss him. Most of the time. <laughs> Uh, we're recording this now before the congregational vote, I'll just say. So we yeah. don't know the results of that. My hope is that it will go well, I ex- expect. And so I'm just very excited for the new pastors who will be coming here. Um, I'm, I'm excited for them, and I'm excited for the, the congregation as, as you move into this next chapter and relationship with those pastors. Well, something to note is that you have a really exciting place that you are moving toward, and we're mm-hmm. excited for you. Um, I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. I am am here as an interim as long as you need me. So I'm not going anywhere at this point, and I will be continuing to serve my good interim Mm -hmm. calls and enjoying that part of my work. Uh, But it has been very much a mutual blessing, I think, to have the two of us here. I've really enjoyed working with you, Jay, and and with you and Megan, and Mm -hmm. just um, I think I've been blessed by this congregation and um, I'm hopeful that we have been a blessing during this time of transition yeah. and it's all been good so mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about uh, our, our steps forward yeah that's right yeah stepping into this we didn't know how long the interim would be how long would be needed um, yeah Pastor Jen has done better of being open to just staying <laughs> Staying as long as needed. I unfortunately will have to leave a little bit early, but hopefully the the new pastor will be able to step in pretty quickly. Well, and you're leaving for all the right reasons, yes. Pastor Jay. I mean, you you are are moving into a new call that you're excited about, and that sounds like a really wonderful opportunity for you. So, mm-hmm. yes. uh, you did, to be fair, warn us that that might be true when you started. So okay. Yes, we called that you anyway. True. That's yes, right. So <laughs> we all knew what we were getting into. Maybe maybe a little bit. So there's a lot to celebrate this week, even if mm-hmm. it's hard to say goodbye we're celebrating that you get to start your new call we're hopefully celebrating that there are um, two new pastors coming soon celebrating that we get pastor jen for a little while longer i mean just just good stuff it's all good stuff it really is that's right and on sunday although we won't be preaching any of the three of us joel will be preaching on this matthew text as we've been doing in this series, we're reading from the Gospel of Matthew on this sermon series, The Great Teacher, Learning from Jesus, uh, Our Great Teacher. And we're continuing through the Sermon on the Mount as we've been reading the last couple of weeks uh, in, in Matthew 5 through 7. This one is chapter 6 about the Lord's Prayer. So Jesus teaches about the Lord's Prayer. Um, there's some some similarities and some differences with uh, the other Gospels, the Gospel of Luke in particular. We were just looking at that and remembering that in, in Luke's Gospel, which is in chapter 11, Jesus teaches about the Lord's Prayer in response to questions from his disciples, saying, teach us how to pray. Um, I, I, I really like that that question he's he's giving this prayer to them in response to a need that they they have and they they ask for for a prayer so it's a model of prayer here in the in Matthew it's part of the sermon on the mount so there's not that kind of dialogue but but Jesus is is teaching again about how to pray and giving this prayer as a model for our prayer yeah speaking of the great teacher the sermon on the mount is Jesus 
as a teacher. This is him mm. really coming into his own, really showing the people around him and his disciples that he teaches with authority. Uh, and this is the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5 through 7 in Matthew. It's kind of Jesus highlights. Like, we don't know if he actually did all of this teaching uh, at once, but it is all of his important teachings gathered together in these three chapters. And part of that is the Lord's Prayer. And I love the idea, uh, like you said, Pastor Jay, of the Lord's Prayer being something that Jesus teaches us how to do, that prayer is not necessarily something that we just are born knowing how to do, mm. or that it's not necessarily something natural for mm. us, mm. and that Jesus guides us and gives us this brief prayer that shows us what prayer is all about, mm. and that we don't have to make it up on our own. <laughs> yeah. We have this guidance and this place to rely on when we when we don't know what to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. We, we often don't know what to pray. I think it may be more natural to want to pray or and and the, that is is exemplified by the disciples saying teach us. They see Jesus praying. They say we want some of that. What you know <laughs> what what you're doing and Jesus even says at the beginning of this passage when you pray. Cuz there's an assumption that that you will pray but may not know how or what to pray for or what what words to use and that that needs to be taught. Well, let's let's hear the passage. Yeah. Uh, we are reading from Matthew chapter six. Uh, as Pastor Jen said, we're just ticking on through the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, this fast forwards a teeny bit from where we've been. Um, but this uh, starts with verse seven. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord ending on a bit of a foreboding note. Yeah, thanks be to God. I think... (laughs) Those last two. Really well until that those last couple of years. <laughs> That's right. right. Like just hit right. Mm, like edge. wait, what? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's it, and this is I think where um, it's really easy for us to to get into some of this really conditional kind of language like God won't love you unless right. Um, and it, yeah. and that can be kind of abused and and manipulated. Yeah, the if then mm-hmm, language mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Is, is hard because it is so it feels so black and white. Yeah. This is the only way to do things, and uh, and that's hard for us, I think, as people um, to absorb and understand. Right. I think I don't know. I naturally push back against anything that's black and white. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that it, I, sometimes I look at passages like this, and I wonder: is this like, is this a direct cause and effect? Will God, for instance, not forgive me if I do not forgive others, or is this kind of a, a natural consequences sort yeah. of situation? Like, if I am not indeed um, living in a place where I realize that forgiveness is is necessary for others and for myself, um, is it possible that I'm some 
somehow standing in the way of that which God actually wishes to do. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Like, could I think about it as punitive? Sure. God will not forgive your sins if you don't forget those. Or is it more like a, when you're not living in forgiveness not living in forgiveness you're it's, not open to what god is right, doing for you right as well. so there's yeah. i think there's some nuance to it right Can try to keep us out of that super delineated either or sort of zone um but it doesn't make it i think any less troubling yeah i think it highlights the importance of forgiveness yes and i don't know if culturally at the time this was a, a radical thing that Jesus is saying or what their practice of forgiveness was. I'm not aware of, of that, but it feels like Jesus feels like this is something he needs to lift up and say, as followers of me, you need to think about forgiveness and figure out how it is going to be a part of your life. And that I like the way you said that, Pastor Megan, that if you're not forgiving others or you're intentionally withholding forgiveness, you're not living into the full life that God wants for you mm-hmm. and for God's people. Mm-hmm. And I think we hear this, if you forgive others, and we hear that as, okay, am I am I forgiving individually? But there, at, throughout this prayer, there's no individual subject. This is all give us this day our daily bread, uh, our Father. It's all about mm. community. Mm. It's a, a prayer of the community. So this maybe it's important or could be helpful to read those last two verses as well as are we a community who forgives? Are we living in that grace and mercy for one another? And um, if not, are we, yeah, are we, as you said, are we living forgiveness uh, and open to the way God is forgiving for us as well? Because I, I mean, all of these Pray, give our Father in heaven, yep. um, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. There was a a great book that I remember about about um, world hunger years ago. That was that that took as its title that that verse and saying when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. We need to remember hungry people in the world that um, maybe we have daily bread, but if if God's prayer is going to be fulfilled, we need to share that with those who, who don't have it. Um, so there's a there's a sense of, I think, justice and, yeah. and reconciliation in, in this prayer. It's not just an individual prayer. I think that's really helpful yeah. because I see maybe that's part of the difference between mm. the original audience hearing this as a community uh, like suggestion or command like as a community you need to be a forgiving community and I think we now get caught up in individual forgiveness I think Mm -hmm. when we think of forgiveness we think of our own hurts and our own uh, and not that that's not as important but maybe we forget sometimes that it's a it's a bigger sense of forgiveness than just our own um, struggles with that yeah, I, I think, uh, especially I would say, sort of American Christianity, contemporary Amer- contemporary American Christianity, um, does really focus on the individual. I mean, there's you know the language of a you know a personal relationship with Christ, you know that very one to one. And again, like you said, Pastor Jen, I don't want to demean that. That is incredibly valuable to you as an individual to know that you that this prayer is yours, right? Like that that you can come to God and and say, I need to be fed. To day like that's that is for you um but it is is not only 
for you. And and while it is about you receiving what you need from God, it is also about you being the instrument through which God's work is done. For instance, your kingdom come. Like, who do you know what you're asking when you're praying for that? Because when, when Jesus talks about God's kingdom, it is usually kind of upside down um, from our expectations. Um, it's not a kingdom in which we can earn that which we think we deserve. It's a kingdom where where everyone gets what they need. Um, this very radical justice. Um, so that's a that's a bold move. If you're asking for God's kingdom to come, that's not going to affect just you and your life and your faith. That's going to be a, a that's a big thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and God's will be done. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. when we're asking for God's will, that's probably going to affect us. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, yeah. And maybe yeah. not always in ways that we had hoped for or anticipated. I think yeah. sometimes we, we get um, a little less than we think we deserve in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, thinking back to last week, this is where the Beatitudes are true. Uh, this is what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. asking for the Beatitudes to be lived out within our our lifetimes. Right. This is embodied. This is real world stuff too yep. that Jesus is teaching about. And I think when we say forgive us our debts, mm-hmm. it says debts in this Bible it's, it translation. Says, yes, we usually think of just sins, but Jesus maybe was talking about actual financial debt here. Uh, in that culture, to be in debt meant you were likely to be thrown into prison. And how could you get out? How could you ever pay back a debt if you are in prison? Um, so it was sort of like a life sentence to to, to be in debt often. Uh, so so the only way to to overcome that problem was with forgiveness. Yeah. And uh, and you know that's the promise of, of jubilee in the Old Testament mm-hmm. that every fifty years uh, that that everyone be, would be let out of the the debtor prisons and and these things could be because that that was the only solution to that. But I think it's something for us even now to think about our people who are trapped in debt. Yeah. And and how how can God be at work through us to free people from from those debts? Yeah, I just I've just looked at the Greek real quick, and it's it's really just that that which is owed, right? So forgive mm-hmm. us that which is owed, right? Whether that's money or whether that's our um, our our in our unfaithful actions, you know, that's where I think we get sins. Um, but it is a it is a pretty wide thing. I think it's not hard for us to look around and see the ways that. Um, we owe somebody something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, think about how many families and friendships have been destroyed through money. Mm-hmm. And loaning of money and expecting repayment. Yeah. And, um, my own family has a long history sure. of mm-hmm. bad feelings around that. So yeah. I think that's very real still today for us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I love the idea, the reminder that in this Lord's Prayer, we are praying for justice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we, I know when yeah. I pray it, sometimes I don't think about how this is a call for justice justice that I am praying in every mm-hmm. worship service and maybe we forget that sometimes. Oh yeah. I yeah, I mean I I I can, I can think of times where I've preached 
about the Lord's Prayer and reminded people, like, do you understand what this means if this prayer is realized? Like, do you, do you realize how um, yeah, exciting and thrilling and powerful and meaningful, but also kind of risky and world-changing and um, radical a prayer like this really is? Because I think you're right, Pastor Jen. I think we, we the, one, the one negative about saying the Lord's Prayer every week is that it becomes so rote that we forget what we're actually trying to accomplish mm. here, the connection we're, we're asking for with God, the way we're asking God to use us in the world. Um, we just kind of say the words. In confirmation classes, I've sometimes had students write the Lord's Prayer in their own words. How, yeah. how would they pray these these ideas uh, in, in language that's more familiar to them? Maybe that's a good practice for all of us. Mm. Yeah. Just... Uh, take some time. As you say, in worship, we don't have time to do that, but maybe uh, this week at home, we can think through this prayer and, and what, you know, how would we pray these these concepts or, or fill in some of the spaces with our own individual prayers? And, and maybe it's easier for you to do that when you remember that the version we pray in worship is itself a translation and an adaptation, right? So if you're worried about messing with, with holy language, um, I absolve you of that anxiety. Um, it's a translation. It's something that's been used in worship. It's something that, you know, we've messed with uh, over years in a good way, messed with mm-hmm. in a good way. So it's okay for you on your own to, to try to understand the language better, to, yeah. to rewrite it. It's you're, it's not a heresy. You'll be fine. Right. Speaking of that, and we're probably running out of time, but I wonder <laughs> if you have thoughts about the opening, Our Father. I know I've been in several churches lately where they have changed some of the right? language there uh, to say Our Creator, mm-hmm. to, or or to say one church where I was at recently, our Father, our Mother, our Creator, to try to remind people that though we pray our Father, it doesn't mean that God is male. Uh, that we can we can have a more inclusive image of God. Um, and yet, this is the prayer that Jesus gives to us. So I don't know if either of you have any yeah. thoughts about that. It's, I, in, if you'll note in my in my preaching or when I'm talking about God, I'm real uh, careful to be sort of non-gendered when I talk about God. And probably the Lord's Prayer is the one place where I'm consistently uh, going to use this this male noun, right? Because basically, just it's because Jesus used it, right? And I could it's a whole other podcast to go into I know the cultural reasons why that was revolutionary in its own time, right? Um, mm-hmm. To have an intimate relationship with God is is huge. Um, but the, the argument that Jesus is making is not that God is male. The argument mm-hmm, that, right. God, that Jesus is making is that God is one who loves and cares and provides for us in an intimate and caring way just like a dear father would. Mm-hmm. And the same way that God then cares for Jesus. Yes. I mean, Jesus gives us that same relationship, invites us into that relationship. Again, not uh, a, a male parental relationship, but but that same thing that Jesus experienced, the way that he was able to pray to God, he allows us or invites us yeah. to, to pray in that same way. Yeah. And again, it's that idea that this is a translation and that mm-hmm. we can challenge ourselves by expanding it a bit in different ways. It, maybe having this more gender inclusive language would make people stop for a moment mm-hmm. and say, oh, I need to think about this prayer a little more deeply. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a little challenge can really uh, get some depth to our understanding. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. 
Thank yeah. you. I think uh, that we better we better close there, right? That's uh, a good but, note to end on. Uh, yes, and speaking of ending, I guess this is my last podcast. I guess it so, is, Pastor Jay. Uh, again, Aww. I've really enjoyed uh, spending time in conversation with you. Um, we'll get to talk theology more before I leave here, but... Uh, uh, I want to thank all the listeners, too, for for listening to me on this podcast (laughs) and uh, wish you God's blessings uh, here at Easter and in your your own vocations, whatever they may be. But thank you for listening today to the Carry On cast. Again, this is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where it is our mission to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Bye, everyone. Oh